Welcome to the Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, Principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality while running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Welcome back to the podcast called The Business of Beautiful Spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton. Today, we're going to talk about something I don't really enjoy talking about, and that's money. I don't love to talk about it. I don't think many people do, but let's face it. We are in business to make a profit and be able to create a salary that can support a desired lifestyle. I'm an avid seeker of more business knowledge. I continue to educate myself and work on my business. I try to be more efficient for myself and for my clients. But in addition to that, I'd like to be able to make enough money and profit to be able to cover all the things that I have to pay in order to keep the doors open at my studio. In addition to salary, rent, internet, phones, insurance, computer programs, car payment, furniture, supplies, all those things. On addition to that, I need to be able to make an additional profit for the actual business. That's a lot of things. That is a lot of things that have to get paid for before we do. And all of these things need to get paid before we can make a profit. I continue my education by listening to podcasts like these. I read a ton of books. I actually take courses to try and educate myself on other practices people use in their business. And while furthering my business, I hear a lot of podcasts and books that refer to this constant goal of achieving multi-million dollar interior design businesses. Now let's be clear. That is a great goal. And at one point that was my goal too. I was thrilled the first year that I broke a million dollar revenue. Beyond thrilled, actually. I was thought I was, you know, doing great. And in fact, that is a great goal. And that is a great number. And it may be hard to break that barrier. And all that hard work finally pays off and the hours and the years of work to get there. But weirdly, I was not impressed with the actual profit in that same year that I hit the million dollar barrier. So in order to make sure that, yes, this million-dollar business is a great goal, I think the goal should be, is it a million-dollar profit? Now, that's a lot, but I just meant change the way that we view it and think about it because a million-dollar revenue actually doesn't give you any gauge on what you made that year in your business. My goal has always been to be profitable. So that's why I'm not trying to change your mind. I just want to make sure that when we are able to sustain a successful and profitable business, that it will maintain that. So today, let's talk profit margins. As interior designers, it's easy to get caught up in the chase for more revenue. 
However, revenue isn't everything. The profit margins are more crucial in determining the financial health of our businesses and long-term success of our business. So what is the difference between revenue and profit margin? Now, I don't want to bother you and bog you down with accounting terms, but let's be clear. This is important stuff. We need to know the difference. And I am not an accountant by any means, and it took me a long time to learn all the different terms and, and all the different things that my accountant was referring to when in meetings. But for this case in this podcast, I'm just simply going to talk about revenue, which is the total amount of money generated by the business from all the sales and products and services. So your design time, any of your products that you sell your clients, and if you offer any flat rate services, this would go in there as well. In the case of an interior design business, the revenue would come from all the fees that we charge and all the products that we that we sell our clients, like furniture and decor and drapery and artwork. Now, on the other hand, profit margin measures the profitability of the business by taking those sales that we just talked about and subtracting all the costs for those sales. So our revenue is just adding it all up as if it didn't cost us anything. So we can, let's just, for example, say $100,000 one year, just because it's an even number. That is only what you sold. You didn't pay for that furniture yet before you made your discount on it. You didn't pay for the drapery to be made, haven't paid for any fabric yet. That is solely all of your invoices adding up to $100,000. Now, let's say the bills start coming in and you have to pay for all those items to sell to your client and those bills equaled 70,000. The profit margin by taking the 100,000 and subtracting the 70,000 is 30,000. That's your actual profit margin, 30%. That is what you're left with and that is considered your profit margin. So it's the amount of money that you make after subtracting all your costs from your revenue. It's the percentage of profit you earn on each sale. A high profit margin means you're earning more money on each sale, which leads to increased, well, financial stability and growth in your business. If we fully, fully, if we fully, if we solely focus on revenue, it can be a dangerous trap. Increasing your revenue doesn't necessarily mean that you're making more money. And in fact, if your costs increase along with your revenue, your profit margins can actually decrease, leaving you worse off than before. So it's really important to take a look and balance revenue growth and cost control and profitability in your business. And while revenue is, of course, important, it is, it is not the crucial determining factor of the health of your business. That would be the profit margin. So I have had years where, yes, we have been in the millions, but I've actually made less money. And so it doesn't sound right, but it's true. So that's why I was saying earlier, this million dollar goal, although fantastic, it actually doesn't mean that you're bringing home more money or that you're able to have more money in the business to grow and to bring on staff or, you know, to make some changes that you want or even to just take more courses and further your business that way. It doesn't yield the profit. So that's why I'm trying to say to change your thought process around the goal of a million dollar business. A million dollar business is great. I'm not trying to knock that at all. I just want you to rethink the um, the thought process because really it's those profits. Are you charging enough? Are you charging for every hour that you've created? Are you charging enough on your products, any of your custom goods? And we're going to dive deeper into that later. But I just wanted to make sure before we do that everyone understood the difference between revenue and the profit margins. And like I said, we're really easy to get caught up in the chase for that million dollar revenue and the revenue isn't everything. 
There are several tools and knowledge that we need to prioritize profit margins, and it will help us build a financial, successful interior design business. The first thing I do every year, and I actually do it twice a year now. I used to do it once, but now I do it twice a year. I sit down at the beginning of each uh, calendar year or for us corporate year, and then I do it at the halfway point. I do a cost analysis. I sit down and I can figure out what everything costs me every month, and I I you know, you kind of know what you have to make in order to make a profit every month after you subtract all of your um, necessities, such as your computer programs, any monthly seats you pay for any designer programs, all of those good things. But analyzing those costs is really crucial to understanding how much it costs to deliver the service and the products that you can to your clients. This includes all the direct costs, like we just talked about materials, labors, indirect costs, would be overhead expenses like rent, utilities, insurance, your phones, gas, car, and understanding your costs can help you determine pricing strategies. It helps identify areas where you can reduce costs and it can help you improve your margins. So after we do this, we can really see certain things in our company that that might not be a necessity. For example, after reassessing monthly fees like the phone line, sometimes I'll call, renegotiate the phone line, or I'll switch companies if it means that I'm going to be able to save money over a three-year term. Uh, any computer, probes, cell phone, same thing I'll call. Insurance, I'll call and see if there's any savings every year. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not just throwing away money every year and not thinking about it. So we cut back in a couple of places in our studio that made a big difference. At one point, everybody in the studio had a seat and that's what the programs were calling like an AutoCAD program and design docs that we use. They charge per seat. So everybody that has a desk, everybody that is using it with an own login, that is considered a seat. And we realized that not everybody even knew how to draw in AutoCAD. So why are we paying for all these extra seats? So we eliminated and scaled back just for the people who actually need to open drawings, need to change drawings. They now are the only ones that have an AutoCAD seat. Now, the same thing applied with our design docs program. Not everybody is using design docs, but I was paying for all these seats. So we scaled back there as well. Now, we're not talking hundreds. That worked out to be thousands of dollars a year in savings. It was a big amount of savings and all of that affects your profit margin. So these are just small examples, but I really feel like you could pass that on to multiple areas in your business, even just paper, believe it or not. We changed our paper supplier for doing everyday printing. I know we waste a lot of paper in design studios, um, but we were putting really great paper into our printer and we didn't need great paper to be sketching and to be talking about our designs. We need great paper for when we go to present and print out our presentations for our clients. But again, that isn't something that we do every day. So by changing into a, a cheaper printer paper, we were able to save over the year. And believe me, it adds up. So that was something that also was a bit of a shock to us. So reassess some of the things in your studio to see if you're actually using what you're paying for. So the second thing was setting prices based on the value of our services. Because I know I've discussed this before, and I'm sure you have done this where you shave off a few hours that you did for a client, or you don't charge enough, or you know you, you let something build, and then you think, geez, I can't send this big invoice, so you shave off a few more hours. Know your worth. A client is coming to you because they wanted your expertise. So make sure you're charging and maximizing that profit margin for yourself because A, you deserve it. You're educated in this field. You have worked to be in this field. You have the knowledge that somebody is actually willing to pay for. So make sure you're charging for every hour that you are working. Because all those hours add up to either time away from your family or 
friends or doing something that other than work that you love to do. And at the end of the day, it is affecting your profit margin. So that doesn't feel good at the end of the year when you're wondering how it is that you just didn't make that much money as you thought you did for all the hours you put in. That is a big one. I think we're all guilty of grossly undercharging for our time and expertise. So reassess that. Possibly even upping your hourly rate. I do a flat rate fee at our office, but it's all based on hours that we spend on a project. So maybe it is time to reassess and up your rate. Think about that one. Cash flow management. Managing the cash flow is essential to maintaining a financial stability in your business. It involves keeping track of all your ins and outs and make sure you're doing it. Even I have an accountant, but I make sure at the end of every month, I too have gone through to make sure there hasn't been any mistakes. Everything has been allotted for. Every check I have written has been cashed. You have to stay on top of your own finances, even if you do engage with an accountant. I would say that it is something that you need to be making sure that works. Even your account fees for the month. Are they still doing all the things that you want to do? Or have you slowly started taking away some of the things because you want more control? Make sure you're getting your value there too. Sales and marketing strategies. Implementing effective sales and marketing strategies can help attract more clients, increase your revenue, and you can also really focus on what type of ideal client you want. And does that mean that your projects get bigger and therefore your profit margins can grow? It really is important to build a strong brand. Financial management softwares softwares, software, um, or maybe you use more in it softwares, but using a financial management software can help track income expenses, cash flow. We do use QuickBooks, we share it with our accountant. But in addition to that, I take it one step further. And I also keep a running total in an Excel spreadsheet, just of some odds and sods and things that maybe, um, you know, they lump it into certain areas and categories that maybe I am not a huge fan of. And so I might want to know more detail under the general delivery. Let's just use, for example, a delivery, like how much of that delivery is actually custom? How much is that just from like a retail space, things like that. So you can also have above and beyond your own delineations for financial management software and categories so that you can see where you're actually spending. And, you know, small things like the paper, if it had just got lumped into supplies, I had such an exorbitant number one year that I was like, how are we spending like a five figure amount on supplies? And I needed to break down what those supplies were. And that's where I got to this ups- it was an absurd number on paper, like you'll blow your mind. But that was how I got down that that needs to change. There's only so many pens and pencils and markers, but the paper was insane. So by bringing that cost down and by picking it up sometimes on weekends instead of paying delivery fees to have it brought um, to our space, then, you know, those things definitely helped. Now, business coaching. We have a podcast about business coaching, which was fantastic and so much great information. I would highly recommend going back and listening to it. I believe it was episode seven. But a business coach, working with a business coach can provide the value and insight and support in managing and growing your interior design business that maybe it's worth spending that money and taking that out of your profit margin just to be able to invest in your future. So you pay that fee up once to a business coach who then you profit for years moving forward on the things that you learned from them about how to run your business efficiently. Like, let's be clear, our expertise is like, I don't want to assume, but I know our expertise is making beautiful spaces. I'm not quite sure if it's the accounting and (laughs) Excel spreadsheets and all the things that it takes to build a business. And 
at the end of the day, I think that is why we're always continually seeking more education on running our businesses, which is fantastic that these avenues exist like a podcast and that someone else can kind of absorb and learn from what I've been doing for 20 years. And I'm not saying it's the right way. And I am not saying that do it my way. I just really got irked every time I kept hearing these goals of a million dollar businesses, but at no point did anyone talk about the difference in the profit margins of how to get there. So as long as we're all charging enough for our time, and as long as we're building in a buffer in all of our supplies and and products that we are selling our client, then we should be making enough profit margin to be able to sustain our businesses as well as our own salaries. And that is really the goal of being um, an entrepreneur is to be able to be successful and, and be able to have a lifestyle that you want to achieve. And so by leveraging all these tools and this knowledge, the interior design business can prioritize profit margins to build a financially successful business. And at the end of the day, I think that's everything all of us want. So I hope that there was some nuggets in here that you can take away and apply to your business because I'm not going to tell you how you should charge or what you should charge. But if you are charging enough, there should be obviously profit in your business. And if you aren't, then there is some other ways that you can try and tweak so you have a bigger profit margin in your business. Lastly, at the end of every project, we have a software tool within Design Docs that we can just click a button and see our profit and loss statement sheet. And before I was using Design Docs, I was creating this on my own. And I'm quite sure most of you probably have some form of this yourself. But you have to make sure that you're taking the amount of revenue and you're taking your profit margin, or to get your profit margin, you're figuring out the difference between your expenses and your sales. And there is a percentage in there that you need to know where that is. And there should be a percentage that you are have figured out that works for your business and the scale of your current business that makes it profitable. Is it 20%? Is it 30%? Or is it 40%? Somewhere in there, you need to know what you're striving for every time you have a project. So I know in our business, we have a magic number that if we aren't making those numbers, our doors aren't going to be open in a few years. So you have to figure out what that number is for you and what that means for building up a profit in the business that you can use in times that are lean and it can grow when times are profitable, but that way you can maintain your standard of living. So I would highly recommend if you're not doing something like this already to figure out what that percentage is for your business and always be working towards that percentage. So before you present anything, before you show any of your clients, any of your designs, you make sure that that profit margin is where it needs to be for you to be able to leave the lights on in your studio. So I hope this was super helpful for everybody. If you have any other ideas or if you have any things that are really working, any any nuggets of wisdom that are working in your studio, please feel free to pass them on. I would love to share them with all the designers in our community and who are listening so that they can also further their business because the goal is really to just all be entrepreneurs with successful businesses. So with that, I will see you next week.